0: welcome to the aw confidential podcast i'm the founder of awakened women and author of a journey to becoming the best self aw is about sharing stories I believe it's one of the best ways to create connection, heal, and learn from one another. I hope you join me and some guests along the way as we explore different perspectives and experiences on topics about women, for women, and to inspire, empower, and encourage women. Hi loves, welcome to a new episode of AW Confidential. I'm super excited about today's guest. Her energy is infectious. One of the things that I love about interviewing is how inspired I am every time I sit with a guest. Comedian, writer, producer, Glorelis Mora is a native New Yorker raised by Dominican Dominican immigrants, her parents, in Washington Heights. She spent eight years in the advertising industry, then decided to leave after getting into hot water with human resources for too many (laughs) many comments on Mercury retrograde, and we will get there. But Clorelis has had the last laugh. She is using her life experiences to create dynamic content, talking about nepotism, racism, astrology, relationships, and anything is up for grabs. She is giving a voice to women who may be feeling out of place, and we are here for it. Glorelis is also the producer of Pretty Funny and Friends.
1: Well, I used to. It's um i I have a production company called Glorilis Mora Productions. So I produce um co-produce Morisonando, Cozy Energy and a few other shows. But that was my first we can talk about that. That was my I first venture, that. yeah.
0: Okay. And in November, she you can catch her at New York Comedy Festival, Hollywood Improv and at the United Palace in her old hood, Washington Heights. Actually, our old hood with fellow comedian Sasha Mercy which we've had on the show and she's also amazing and guys just FYI that show is completely sold out I tried there's no tickets there's no ticket wait you need a <laughs> ticket do you need a ticket oh, come on how am I not gonna support oh, you guys it's girl, me we,
1: you're good you're good
0: okay all right yeah, we'll yeah. Talk. yeah. my love I, I welcome thank you so much thank for being for here me, I know but... you
1: have a lot going on no, failed. I always take time for this. Like, I feel like this is why I got I got into comedy, to talk to people, to be, like, to give back. So I'm like, I'm here. Like, I was like, it, every, I have a lot going on before the the things that are important. This is important to me. So I'm like, wow. even this bio, I'm like, I, can you send that to me after? I'm like, I did not do all that.
0: <laughs> oh, I could I could write you a bio, girl. Every yeah, time like, someone's on, they, they're like, wow, that bio is really yeah. impressive. Can I yeah. borrow it? I'm like, sure, like, like, why not? I'm a writer, I'm like, mama.
1: <laughs> yeah I love it it's great I was like let's put that in the bio
0: so the first thing I have to ask how is LA treating
1: you honestly I'm having a great time right but it is just like every other city it has its ups and downs I don't have a car so that's kind of making my experience really it's challenging, challenging. but it also makes it more intentional so like whenever I leave my house I'm like this is an intentional, like, I don't like, I never mind spending money or whatever. If it's for like spending time with someone I love or doing something I love, but when you waste my time, that's when we have problems. So everything's been great. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities. I'm also, it's also a little bit of a culture shock. Cause like, oh. it's my first, yeah. Like I know that it's like a super liberal city and it's very um diverse, but just anything outside of New York is always a culture shock because we live a little bit differently. Like we just, and Latino
0: are, there is different than La- like,
1: it's, it's yeah, different. like being Latino here makes me realize how small of like a population of the Dominican community is in America, but it's still a very important population and it's still important to me. And even bigger than that, the Caribbean experience is still so important. I think that's kind of like one of the things that I'm like, yo, like there needs to be more, it's not like exposure, but it's like, you're not the only Latinos here. Like, let's let's like Absolutely. I was saying the other day. I'm like, there was a time where like, um, Salvador Gigante and Selena and all of the reggaeton was bringing everyone together. And I think like the new generation kind of like stopped bringing it together. Yeah. So I'm like, it's been challenging working on Latino projects. I'll say that but- because I'm like, yeah.
0: But when sasha was here she she mentioned Tadeo. i was shocked i didn't know there were dominicans in l a part I of mean- the reason
1: why i moved i'm like you know i i'm so privileged to have somebody that is like a trailblazer in that space and creating community. so i was able to come here and and like have someone i'm really close with that already like she did the work like she did the work she over here found all there's a lot of dominicans here like, she did the work, and I get to be like, yo, I'm at the party, I'm going I'm, to I'm have a good time. But I can imagine what that was like before having community. Like, L.A. is a very community-oriented type of city. You can't survive It's clicky, right? It's, it's like high school. The people in L.A., mm-hmm. like, they don't... I think in New York, we get exposed to so many different things, but here well, in we L.A. We also
0: have roots
1: here. Yeah. They go, to co- they go to high school, they go to college, and they stay in the same click, and maybe do, like, one or two transfers. But, like, it's just... I never felt more New York and more Dominican and more Gemini until after I moved out here. Cause like in New York, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not unique, but there are so many people that are open and like women that are just like doing great things. And then you come out here and you're like, Oh my God, you're cursing. You're saying suck my dick. And I was like, absolutely. Like, but, or like even speaking up, like, I'm just like, yo, like I'm not the kind of person that is going and I have to work on that. Right. Like there's like a give and take. I'm not passive aggressive. I'm like, Let's get to the bottom. Let's let's get solutions. But I
0: have, I have, have, I've seen many interviews of you. And that is one thing that I love about you. You are, you're not afraid of the hard topics in your comedy. You talk about, I've heard you talk about racism, white privilege, social injustice, microaggressions in the workplace because you did do corporate for eight years. And I wanted to ask you, In a 2021 skit, you broke down the the three types of hoes. Quiet, bougie, dumb. I I mean, I've heard you say all kinds of shit. And I wanted to ask you, in a time where the world is so sensitive and you have cancel culture and you have all this, you know, everyone trying to be PC about everything, um, how do you decide what your boundaries are in your comedy? Because... And as a Dominican, as a woman, how do you decide that? Because you're like, no holds bar, And I love it yeah. personally.
1: I think it was. So I think we need to go back to the corporate experience, right? Like I did everything that my grandpa, my grandparents wanted me to do. I'm very much of like, they wanted me to go to college. They wanted me to get the ed- an education. They wanted me to get Secure a job. job. And I, and I did a lot of that without a blueprint, right? Like I didn't know how to speak English when I was a little girl. I didn't know how to, yeah, like now my Spanish is fucked up, but like, I just didn't have a lot of resources growing up. I didn't know how to, like, I, all I knew was that I was fascinated by computers. I was going to learn how to code, you know, my was around. I was like, a lot of the things I've done in my life have been self-taught, even like going to college I was like I need to go to college because I know it's the one like I don't know what's out there but I I know that it's this if I go there I could just get out of my mom's house you know whatever so a lot of the things are self-taught and you just can only take so much of like doing the right thing before you explode so when I got into marketing the 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 agencies that I was working at were really white so which I was like you know what I like I don't give a shit. I just, I'm here to do the work, right? That's what my grandma instilled in me, all that stuff. But I just kept dealing with like at every job, the same thing, like issues of my hair coming up. Like the client wouldn't make eye contact with me. My hair was like wet or like not straight. Just a lot of issues. And then one day I just kind of like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like if I lose a six figure job, I don't give a fuck. Like I have to leave because if I don't leave, I'm going to lose my mind. So I think once I lost the most important thing to me, which was making six, which was achieving my dream, which at that time was something that was a little bit more shallow. It was just kind of like, oh, if I make six figures, I can have my life, it's gonna make sense. And then I had six figures, like this shit still doesn't make sense. What the fuck? So I was like, I just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I think every comic, what I love about every comic is that they have to decide before they get on stage, like what they stand for, what what some, some people don't have that conversation with themselves, but I'm like, I know that I mean something to somebody else. I also have parents that raised me well. Like, I'm going to be honest, but I'm not going to ever, I never want to embarrass my parents. I think that's everybody, you know, they like they don't embarrass parents. But I also want to be able to say, if I said something, I stand behind it 100%. So like, that's why I'm a little bit careful with some of the jokes. So I'm like, I never want to speak on something that I don't have, like I didn't do my due diligence on, right? So like, I don't speak about certain things. So like, I just didn't have the chance to research that. But I could tell you, you can't tell me my experience in corporate is fake when I experienced that. You know, you can't tell me that the abuse I experienced in my relationships with friends, with boyfriends is not real because I experienced that. So like, you just, I feel like for me, like part of it is not really controllable when you get on stage. Like you can have a set, but like, you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, for me, it's like, I just don't give a fuck. Like I have already lost so much in my life where I give it a fuck to like, I still want to be employed. I still want to work. I don't want to be labeled as someone that is, you know, irrational. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to happen anyways. Cause like when you speak up, it's like, oh my gosh, she's different. I'm like, no, we just need to have professionalism across the board. And that can sometimes be my fault, your fault, whatever. But I want to make sure that whatever I say, whether that's on TV, on this podcast, on this interview series or anywhere, that is something that years from now I'm not embarrassed by or if I if I said something wrong I say hey I was wrong in that moment I'm down for learning but I never want to say something just for like shock value that's not the kind of comic I am I'm just like you can suck my dick because that's how I feel and that is like the New Yorker me but I don't know it's also like a very masculine sometimes I worry about that with comedy like it's such a masculine kind of fields where you have to really own and be confident
0: uh, but Dominican women, a
1: woman and all of us are like i'm not saying that you know we have we just have a lot of like matriarchy matriarchal traits of like a lot of the people a lot of the people in my life that made decisions and had a family together they were strong women my mother my grandmother these are the women that made decisions so i'm like i'm okay with like really standing on my own two feet it's hard sometimes because I, like like it's almost like
0: you you're in sometimes don't you feel like you're in a one woman island like you're you know luckily you have you have support but it can be lonely because you're speaking out against things that people are like oh wait a minute i don't know about this
1: yeah at first i used to feel lonely but then i'm like i'm around so many powerful women like you know like all of my friends everyone that i look up to like these are women that are independent i have created everything by themselves i'm like i don't feel scared because i make my own money i make my own decisions my life is on my own accord and i'm not and obviously there's still like things that are traditional values but it's like i do i'm a survivor of domestic abuse abuse and i do stuff for people to get to not be in the status quo you can still you can still like let's say like some people believe in like you have to, a traditional marriage or whatever you can still believe in those things but make sure they're your decisions and not what society no. told you, you have to do because yeah. when i was in my 20s a lot of that was you have to do this because somebody else said that and then I lost everything. I was like, where are all these people that were telling me things? None of them are around when I'm in this empty ass apartment about to get evicted. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just don't. And that's just my art. That's just who I am. And, you know, sometimes it's hard when you get around other people and you're like, oh my gosh, should I start being a little bit more this, more that, but it's like, no, like I had a conversation with myself before I got into this field of like, your job is to feel your feelings, synthesize them, and express them in a way that is digestible. And oh. if those feelings are somebody pissed you off, try to find a joke around that. You got to still put that out there.
0: So that's I that's my
1: job. That. My job is to help people, yeah, I'm like my job is to help people feel confident because I never loved myself before I started doing comedy. Like oh. I was just another person that was just kind of like I'm a ramble. I'm a Gemini. So, you know, but I was like, I have to be in this relationship no matter what he does, because being in a relationship is such a status symbol. And if I don't have a boyfriend, that means that whatever.
0: Or if you don't have a child by the time you're 25, you're like an old hag.
1: And then I was like, um, everyone that's giving advice is broke. So I'm going to (laughs) move on from that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm very firm on like, I don't like taking advice from anyone that doesn't have a lifestyle that I want to live. I just don't. I'm like, okay, I just don't want to end up like you you know that that makes a lot of sense so as a latina
0: born in new york as i was i was raised on Zeichman by dominican parents i appreciate your stand-up and i give you your flowers because it takes cojones okay
1: yeah that's
0: all i'm saying like your comedy is real is raw and it is relatable and in an interview with ted jones you talked about managing it,
1: that was a great interview, by the way. Thank you. You was talk- it the recent one? Because I did two of them. Yes,
0: I no, it was a recent one because you were going to LA. So it, oh, I think it was it, yes. it was a recent. I think I did the yeah. one in
1: August. I was like, I yeah, watch that interview and make sure because I didn't have a chance to edit it. So
0: well, I yeah, watched yeah. it. Yeah, well,
1: no, you guys have love an edited I loved version.
0: Why? Well, okay, loved so, it. yeah. So in that interview, you talked about managing internal battles, breaking cycles like poverty. And generational trauma. Generational trauma is something that I talk about often because I believe I don't want to say all, I don't like to generalize, but I think most of us have generational trauma of some kind. And like many others on this journey, there's so much work to do emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and you're doing that work. And I'm wondering when did you make that decision to start breaking the cycles? And in what ways did you begin to show up for yourself? Because I know because I've had to learn to break my cycles and my patterns. It takes a lot of you and it takes a lot of courage. So when did that begin
1: for you? Well, I think I knew from when I was a little girl that I just didn't want a typical life. I was like, I, I just have always, I don't know like a Gemini thing, whatever, but I was like, I always questioned My best friend that.
0: is Gemini. Yeah, yes. I was
1: like, always questioned everything. I always was like, uh, why? Like, why, you know? And I think the Dominican, growing up in a Dominican culture is really hard because you know, Dominicans are like, if this is what is trending, this will be all doing. And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. Like, I just, I want to, you know, do, and if you, if you, if you go off the other path, people look at you crazy, which it's interesting. Cause you're like, oh my God, like you're relatable. You're just Dominican woman, but something that sometimes like I even explore with my best friend with Sasha is like, I don't feel Dominican enough. I'm like, I, you know, sometimes when, like, I'm dating. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like, you're different. Cause you went to like, you did all these different things. I'm like, there's different mm-hmm. types. Like there's so many, and that's what I love about um, Mauricio I know we're gonna get to that later, but it's like, when you see this lineup that we put together, I'm really proud of it because the, everybody is so different, but we're all Dominican. And I think it, it makes me really proud to be able to say, look, like you, there is somebody out there that you're relatable, You know, that's, not, that's relatable to your unique experience. But I think outside of like always kind of having this kind of like question, like I question everything, I think it was when I started comedy, like when I lost the job that I love the most, I was like, "What? I never do, I've done all this stuff. I was 28 and I was like, I've done all this stuff. I don't have, I just have never done anything for myself. I've just been working all of my life. Like I went to school, I went, I had jobs and I've never done anything for myself. So I was just kind of like, I just don't want to live like this anymore. Like I just don't. And I just kind of like, I wouldn't say I cut everybody off, but I just disappeared like for two years. When I tell you, like, I was not talking to, like, sorry, I have a little bit of gas. I was drinking mimosas. Um, lucky dog. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, it was, I was. I, I was at a lunch. It was an important lunch, and we had mimosas, whatever. But, um, I just like I really took a break from society. I wouldn't say that I even like lost my mind, but I was just, like, I just don't want to participate in these mm-hmm. things. I don't want to participate in these social structures of, like, you know, once you go to college, like, you're in this like click even if you don't like everybody you went to school with you're still part of this alumni group you know I, you're part of these social circles and I was like I need a moment to when I was unemployed I was like this is probably the only chance in my lifetime I was unemployed one other time I had got I got fired from that job again whatever I've been through some shit but I got fired from the job and I got this thing from the state called SSEAP self-employment okay. assistant program so like you have the option of starting your own business or looking for a job? So I got that one time. And I was like, you know what? That's not realistic. Like, I can't start a business, you know? And then I got it again. And I was like, yo, I'm not, like, I'm exploring my relationship with God, but I'm very big on signs and feelings. And I'm like, if I got this again, it feels like a feeling. It feels like you should act on this. And when is, you know, when am I going to be on unemployment again? I mean, little did I know the pandemic was around the corner, but-
0: (laughs) Girl, I was working from home. so
1: Yeah, I was, girl, I was getting them unemployment checks, you know, but I was making more money unemployed than I was in my comedy. I was like, you know. Don't um, don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, when I'm going to get the chance to actually start a business? I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a kid. I don't have a job. And it's okay if, for me, I was like, the math for me was like, if I, if I don't work and I make, that's why I went really hard in my, the beginning of my comedy career. So everyone's was like, why are you like, you're so young, why are you doing this stuff? I'm like, if I could just make money doing, being in this field by producing shows, then I can pay my rent. So that's kind of like how, and it's interesting because even though I didn't have enough, like there's no way mathematically it should have worked out. But even though I didn't have enough money every month, I still found a way to pay my rent. So I, that's when I really started believing in God. Like I've always, you know, been bad on my best behavior. But I was like, there is something bigger at play. There's no reason why I I yeah, should have. Yeah, I should have never survived those two years I was doing comedy because I just didn't have any money. Like, I literally just had enough money to pay my rent and have. I was just telling Sasha, like a little bit of breakfast. I need my coffee, no matter how broke I am. There's two things I need, no matter how broke I am. is my coffee and my laundry service. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going back. Once you get your laundry done, you can't go back. So I had enough money for that and to move her. All you need in the city, that's why I love New York. All you need is a Card. Nobody, like I was telling her again, I know that she's she's really part of my interview when I'm in her house right now, but- yeah, <laughs> I already
0: one. knew that, my love. Yeah, I was like, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I felt like I learned, quick. I, maybe it's like a psychology thing, but I learned quickly. I'm like, okay, all I need to do is show up. So like, if I buy merch and I kind of wear the same variation of an outfit, Nobody would know that I'm going. So that's why everybody's, you're doing too much. Like you're getting merch and you're you're too young. You just started comedy. I was like, I'm broke. I'm broke. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. So I was like, if I have like a look, that's why like the red lipstick is such a staple because I'm like, if I have a look, nobody will know that there's something different. Nobody will know that I'm broke. So I would go out and I'll be at these events drinking water or seltzer or like, you know, sometimes somebody will have like a celebration. They have free food. I was like, this is my dinner today you know, obviously like I had my mom and mine would cook whatever, but I just really took those two years to myself. I wasn't dating anybody. I didn't, and the friends that I had, I was like, I don't want any, I just want to focus on this goal because if I focus, I could leave this. I could just leave this. So I don't know if that answers the question, but I just needed like the reason why I'm able no, to. It,
0: it it did. It did. Um, yeah. I, I think mental health is such a huge thing and I completely know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So In this process, as you're working to be a better you, like I know for myself in 2019, my book, um, A Journey to Becoming the Best Self was published. And since... Thank you. (laughs) And, you know, like you, we all have shit. I had a divorce. I struggled with a bad bout of depression. It was crippling. It was bad. Mm -hmm. And... I've learned. So I thought when I, you know, went through all this, I came out on the other side of it. I thought, okay, I'm done. I'm good. Bullshit. No, exactly. It's, it's literally an ongoing journey. And there's not just one awakening. There's many awakenings, You, you literally spend your life doing the work, I want to keep learning and evolving to become more of who I am. So what does a better version of Glorelis look like?
1: Well, thank you for asking that because I was (laughs) supposed to say literally what you were saying, even though I went through that and I was able to like excel to a different level, now I'm at another level. And maybe from the outside look in and it's like, everyone's like, you're killing it. I'm like, oh, you moved to LA. I'm like, yo, this is a whole new type of exploration of like, you know, I'm dealing with with a lot of insecurities of like, I know that I'm able to be outspoken, but how outspoken is too outspoken. Like, I still want to be able to work and do that stuff. But like, to your point, a better version of myself is really, like really loving myself. I feel like I've gotten to a great place of like, I own my past. I own my decisions. No one, it feels like my journey feels like, you know, Eminem, when he's like, Mom spaghetti, like, I don't, you can say whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Like I've already dealt with my, decisions, but I would love to really get to a place where like, I love my hair, right? My hair, I talk about this all the time. Like, I hate my hair. I would love to get to a place where like physically and health-wise, because now be- I work so hard that I was, you know, it doesn't matter if you gain weight, but like my weight, my weight gain has led to like pre diabetes, And I'm like, I need to really like, really get to a place where I have more balance. So that's kind of like what I want to focus on this year. And I, I keep beating myself up with like, yo, like, I just need to have balance. I want to be able to go out. I want to be able to do comedy shows. I want to be able to do all these things. But like myself as a woman, like there's still so many things I don't have in place. Like I don't have my go-to hairstyles. I don't have my go-to outfits. Like I just can't keep wearing black for the rest of my life, you know? It's so, like, I really want, right? <laughs> Which I can, but <laughs> I really want to get to a place where I know myself. And this is, that was also part of the reason why I moved to LA because I kind of wanted to be, I know it sounds crazy, a little bit more in the background of where I get to, I know, but hear me out more in the backgrounds of like, I just need a little moment to catch up with everything I missed out on. Right. So like, there's so many TV shows, there's so many comedy specials, there's so many books I haven't read and I want to make, I got a list for you. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. Because I just haven't, because I was so busy surviving. I haven't had the chance to really like, if I'm going to be in the entertainment industry, I need to study entertainment. So there's so many things that I kind of just wanted to, I like when you're in New York, like you're always available here. I'm like, I'm still available, but like I have a soul. Now the other, the hurdle in LA is like the social life. I'm like, hold on. I just got here. Why do I got 20 friends? I don't know none of you guys. Like, I don't want to go to every party, but every party could be like, you know, the thing, Network. whatever, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So that's a whole different struggle, but I came here to really work on, I want to be like everyone, like I'm appreciative that everyone loves my comedy, but I don't feel like it's in a place where I'm super proud of it yet. Like where I really like, you know, when you, I always say that there are jokes that take you to your jokes. So like, I'm grateful I was able to come up with the whole joke and whatever, but I really want to get better at writing. I want to get better at really storytelling and really going into these things that we're talking about, like the thing, my upbringing, so that it's a story it's like yo like this is a piece of of archival history and uh, and people could take that with them you know like it, it, I know what it's, that's what it's, it's funny you talk about storytelling
0: do do you know I I'm sure you know that's not yeah we, a
1: yeah she yeah.
0: is like um she is an awesome storyteller and I I,
1: just, I went to her book she had like a book reading like she read like there was like um everyone read like a chapter from it. and I was like. So, I w- So yeah, it was like, this was really good. I was like, like, no bias. I was like, this is great. You know, so I'm really and, happy. For her. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, but I do believe like you that takes work. It's working on your craft, right? Because I write, a- I'm hosting the podcast, I do all these things. But I feel that with every interview, I get better. Like, I remember in the and beginning, it was like, um, um, like you, it, it's continuous work, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to make sure you continue to take care of number one, which is Glorilis, and that and starts that's, up here.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, you know what? Like, I really, like, I even don't. I don't want to date i don't want to be i just don't want to do like a way they'll
0: they'll always be
1: there right <laughs> and that's when they get you when you're like i don't want to date like oh they're there i'm like what the fuck? Where put Get out into the universe right now <laughs> yeah they love you the most when you don't want to date but yeah like i really want to part of like my art is i don't want to be married to the game right like a lot of a lot of artists they their whole ego and their whole validation relies on what they accomplish for me I don't want to feel like that I want to feel like as a human being I'm proud of myself like I'm a I'm a person that I love what I stand for I love the way I show up in the world and then I'm an artist and then I'm a daughter and then I'm this these other things I've always been like that I'm like I don't want to be I just want to work on myself and and I've only been doing comedy for five years so like that's nothing that I'm oh, saying wow. like it's I just the I- Everybody, everybody's like, wow, she's been wow for She's famous. I'm like, no, I just started. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this is year five, talk to me in what year is this? How many is five plus in 2028? Talk to me. That's I feel like that's when I'm gonna really be in in and like beginning my real comedy career. And I think like it isn't until you get started into something that you realize all of the work. Like everyone can look at you and be like, Oh, yeah, putting like that's why I hate when people give you like this, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Like, you don't know what's on my plate. Like the journey to writing a joke, the journey to getting booked, the journey to getting to these places, it's a lot of work, like, and it's harder now because now, you know, with the internet, everything seems so easy, but it's not like, and everybody has their own work to do. So it's up to you depending on how great you wanna be, but I wanna be one of the best. And one of the best, that means I have to do homework. I have to, I can't just do, like, I can't do the craft without actually doing the research. And I, like I I wasn't supposed to be, I would say I was, I didn't like come out the womb, like I need to be a comic. It was literally something that happened because of like, because again, I felt like God was putting me like, like you keep trying to do these jobs. I don't want you at work. I don't want you in these places. I want you to be self-employed. I want you to do this. But I kept like, when you keep ignoring those signs, you end up in a life of misery what? versus like. You know, sometimes the signs are there. I don't know. You know, whatever you believe in, it could be God, it could be whatever. But it's like, I'm spiritual, so everything yeah. you're saying
0: resonates with me.
1: It could be a friendship, it could be a relationship, it could be whatever. But when that time is up, if have you, you ever?
0: Stay- have you ever heard of Oprah talking about whispers? She says life whispers to you.
1: I feel like I, I feel like that's probably ever good. I probably got it from her. I'm like, life talks to you, yeah. and if you don't listen
0: it'll it'll pinch you if you don't listen it will hit you over the head with a bat and if you don't listen to that you you'll find yourself yeah, it's gonna in run heat. you over you're gonna find yourself yeah. in the hospital that's what you, and it's for real I, I, and i spent my entire life not listening so
1: i got stories for you uh, so and for me I, I did that in the beginning but i learned that when i listened to and again it may not make sense to people if you're not in that space But when I listen to my intuition, it's never Mm -hmm. failed me. So like when I started doing comedy, I told myself, because I'm a woman of business, I'm like, I'm in a sorority. I have had this job. Like people know who I am. I'm not about to go embarrass myself. I'm like, if this shit don't work out, if I don't feel like there's any type of sign of success, I'm leaving after six months, but I'm going to give it my all. And I did. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I was off stage. And I kind of feel the same way with this LA move. Well, it kind of was, again, like, Sasha plays a big role. She kind of, like, told me, like, yo, this is where it's at. Like, you need to be here. So I'm, like, I I feel like a lot of, within a week of me moving here, a lot of great things started happening. I'm, like, it's time. okay. It's giving the same as, like, when I started comedy of, like, a lot of, I started feeling better about myself. So I'm, like, there, like, again, there aren't, her. I'm still still dealing with hurdles. Like, I'm still dealing with, like, moving around and trying to figure that out. And, you know, I'm subletting right now, so I don't have my own space. So, I'm still dealing with shit. So like, I don't want to paint this picture of that as an easy move, but it has been a move that like makes sense for my in- my internal. That's all thing. that matters. If it makes sense
0: to you and it feels right to you, you go with that.
1: Because yeah, and was, yeah, anything was, is a disservice to you. Yeah. When I was in New York, I had a bad year last year in New York. I was kind of like, you still see me outperforming, but I felt so like fatigued and I wasn't having fun. And I was like, I just like comedy is a very mental is a very hard game to play mentally because you know funny is funny but then you deal with industry shit and you're like yo why is this happening to me like did I do something wrong like it is this when you're in a dark spiral that's why I try not to get there I'm like let me move let me keep moving because if I stay still and I start looking at shit I'm gonna start crying so I'm like let me move let me do a show let me do this whatever I'm just gonna keep moving and and let the wind take me wherever it goes but I was having a hard year last year and I felt like like, I was hitting my head against the wall. I'm like, I'm in New York. But when I moved to L.A., I was like, oh, I feel free again. Like, this this feeling that I had of, like, I could start over a little bit. So that's why I'm here. And I probably will go back to New York at some point. But right now, like, I'm chilling. You, like, you got
0: to go with what feels good. Mm-hmm. And talking about funny, I watched um, Spill the Chisme with you and Sasha. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh, my God. So I love it. And I want to play like a quick fire version of it. Don't worry. I, I don't have, let's I, do it, didn't, yeah. I don't have any picantes, so you don't have to worry. So let's call it dish the tea. I'm going to ask okay. you five questions. Don't overthink it. Okay. What's the last lie you told?
1: The last lie? Oh, that I had something to do. I couldn't go to this party. <laughs> I said, I'm not <laughs> feeling well. I okay. can't. I just need to, I need to get out the party sometime. Like, please don't invite me nowhere else.
0: I felt that. Cebollado or pollo guisado?
1: Oh, cebollado. Oh my god! Oh, yes, 100% girl. Beehive or Swifty? <laughs> Can I be in the middle? I love both of them. I know that I'm not supposed to like Taylor Swift, but I'm not in any. I'm not in any like fan group. I'm in the middle. I you. I knew you were gonna say that
0: because it. Ted had a, a whole conversation with you about that. Oh, yeah. And I was
1: like, don't put me in.
0: That's why I asked you
1: that. <laughs> I like like, ask your other white comics. Don't ask me this uh, shit. That's Sorry. why I
0: asked you. Um, Morir soñando o café con leche?
1: Morir soñando.
0: And last one, your favorite Zodiac sign. And I know it's not Scorpio. And by the way, you're not off on that comment with Scorpio. Thank you.
1: My favorite, so first of all, I said when you I'm not because of the brand, but I do love some coffee. I have to drink need- my coffee Yeah, I was like, girl, we gotta push the brand. <laughs> but uh, my favorite zodiac sign would have to be Gemini. <laughs> Gemini? You know, Gemini people, they could be annoying sometimes, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gemini. Fuck it, you know, because <gasps> wait, no, that's not what you were gonna say. Okay, I was Come gonna on. say Pisces, but the thing with Pisces is that some people are great and some people suck. But the Pisces people that have come into my life, this, like this phase in my life, have been amazing. And I have a lot of Pisces. So I have a Pisces moon, Pisces rising. So like, I'm, I'm a mushy, like, I love hanging out with Pisces people. It feels like hanging out with glitter. Like you feel like you're just hanging out with like a bunch of glitter. So I'm going to go with Pisces.
0: But you're a mushy person, but you said you're, are you giving up on love?
1: I'm not, I'm never going to give up on love, but I'm going (laughs) to give up on being stupid. I'm going to tell you that right now.
0: I'm I'm I, not a member, I'm the president of that club.
1: <laughs> Girl, all of us have been part of I, I, part of one of the you know, when you're creating, I was like, I was gonna name my first special um dumb bitch, like stupid bad bitch or whatever. Cause I really wanted to talk about like the stupid ass decisions we've been brainwashed into dating. But then I was like, you know, I think there's a bigger story there. Like I want to really talk about my mom and you know, maybe some of my frustrations with her. Um but yeah, I've been stupid all of my life when it comes to dating. I just don't know what happens.
0: What is it? They say yum, dumb, full of yeah not. Nah. <laughs> full of, full of I don't know. I don't know the what is it. You don't
1: know that. Damn, I'm old. No. Yum, dumb, full no, of. You're dumb. Not. No. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> I figured it was, yeah. Girl, we, look, I'll be dumb. But it's okay. Like, I think that like it sucks. Is like, that love juice, man. It's that juice. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> you're seeing me right now, like in a good place. Like I'm happy, but like. I just don't know what happens like when you get into that deep like you really have to go into love. I know I hear people give like these platitudes of, like love yourself but you need to go into love with an identity because if you and as a career or anything like they're all the same thing. If you don't go with an identity you're going to be malleable into that person's image. Uh, so I think, need
0: to quote that. We need to put that yeah, I the just I just came up with it right
1: now. I didn't even know how that in me. Be. It's because I have always gone into relationships like wanting like please like I want you to like me when it's like no I like myself if it works give it, it, it. does
0: it? it's like that and, and I think you talked about it it's that I'll give you everything. everything that it's almost like relinquishing like giving everything of yourself and it's funny because I was married I was with my ex-husband my um my daughter's father for 10 years mm. and I've been asked about falling in love after that and I love, like, I loved him with my eyes closed and people girl, have asked, have you fallen in love again? And I absolutely, but I fall in love now with my eyes wide open.
1: Well, girl, my eyes are like this. I need to see you. Very I see different. Eyes. I just like, I think my last relationship really fucked me up because like, I've been in love before him, but I, when I tell you, I love that man, like. He was my entire life. And like the fact that you were irresponsible with that really pissed me off. So now I'm just kind of like, I, like I said, like when I went into comedy, I had already lost the job of my dreams. When I'm going into dating life, I already lost the man. Like I wouldn't say the man of my dreams, but like, I thought that relationship was going to be like my relationship. Forever, I've already yeah. Lost, yeah, I already lost all of it. Like you're dealing with a bitch that does not give a fuck. Like I'm boys- already I got a quote for you. Um, Sex in the city, Samantha. I remember
0: she broke up with, I don't know, that partner she had on the show. And she said, I love you, but
1: I love me more. And that's you. where I am. And that's where I want to be. I was like, I love me more. <laughs> and when I was like, it's crazy because, you know, people make you really feel like you need to be in a relationship. And let me tell you, relationships are great. Like, it's so nice to have like a soundboard and to be all mushy, gushy. but like, and chill. great. Right, <laughs> that's great. But I'm like. I love like that's where I'm at right now. I was like, I just want to, I don't want to have no more problems. Men keep bringing problems into my life, and they keep needing things. Like I was telling, like everyone always talks about how needy women are, but like men need everything. They need resumes. They need advice. They need, have you ever just,
0: been? Have you ever had to take care of a sick man? Oh, oh wow. my
1: god! Like it's oh, just, I have a,
0: I have a headache. I have a cold, and it's like they're dying. Yeah, I'm we, like we, you're we, doing too
1: much. <laughs> don't order instacart leave me alone
0: Glore- glorelli sorry you are so freaking amazing and i could literally talk to you for hours but i know i can't not in this i episode.
1: mean girl we could always like maybe always- one day we like I we
0: said, we have to make time again in 2028
1: hit me up <laughs> i'm gonna be in a different place yeah i'll be in a different place i gonna be real funny if you thought it was funny now i'm gonna be real funny then
0: I love your realness. So one of the things that I like to do when I end interviews is ask for a quote mantra or piece of advice. And I believe it was during that interview
1: with Ted. I, I'm telling you, I love shit. it. You got to watch,
0: you got to watch, it.
1: Gotta I watch even, it. I did watch it, but I didn't watch the new version. Cause that's when I'm to edit some stuff out. I'm like, I got to make sure some of that shit was edited out.
0: It's good. It's good. Yeah. You said, and I collect quotes you Mm -hmm. said the decisions you make today change your future what i have two a two-part question the first one is what decision did you make this year to change your future
1: i let go of the love of my life i left them behind i said let me tell you something like you said i just i if i kept putting you first i was putting myself last so i said i'm out i packed my bags and i moved to la
0: i love it and and
1: the reason why i didn't move here earlier was because it's not because of him but because i was like oh this is my husband i'm staying in new york and i was supposed to be out here in 2020 but now i'm like you know what fuck this shit i'm 33 i literally have like i know that it's not important i try not to think about it but i have a small window period before like you know i want to have kids and all. i'm like i want to do out the last thing i need is to regret my life so i'm leaving if i see you in three years fine but I, i bye
0: and it goes yeah, by fast.
1: I give it three years to get it together. If you're not getting it together, if a man isn't getting it together in six months of you dating him, that's not a man. Go away.
0: Bueno, that's a conversation that we'll sorry, have
1: sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. with
0: a lot of wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I got stories. And the the last question, what is one decision that listeners can make today to change
1: their future in Stop. general? waiting like one of my big things is stop waiting for permission I know a lot of artists is like oh I can't do this another t-shirt girl yeah I'm like stop waiting for permission I'm like who's told who told you that you couldn't do something who said that to you like a lot of people in comedy is like oh you got to wait your turn why who said that like I'm going to create like somebody told me one time that I shouldn't be selling merch I was like I'm sorry I gotta pay my rent you can suck my and now everybody everything everybody was talking shit about everyone's doing it now I'm like stop waiting for permission. Obviously be respectful. Be like, I will say like when you get into these industries, if you want to become a comedian, you want to become an artist, do your research, pay homage to the people that came before you, because you don't know the doors they opened up for you. That's why it's, it's very important for me to respect anybody that came above before me. I don't care if they're on TV, if they're not like, I will always do my research and do that, but don't wait for permission to do something, to leave a relationship, to start a business. You don't need anybody's permission. You just need to literally do it. Like, Everything is available on Google.com and TikTok. If you're not Love if you're it. not creating something, it's because you decided not to. It's on tick. The answers are on TikTok. I'm telling you, I'm there every day. You're amazing. I before I let you go,
0: please share with our listeners how they can find you, your show. We already know Maurice Sonando is yes. sold out.
1: It's 100 percent sold out. But I do, I do do shows in LA and New York and I go back every couple months. I'm going to do better at like posting this on my Instagram, but you can find me online at Glorelis Mora. That's usually everything. I do have a second TikTok account. I don't know who created it, but that shit is out there too. Don't follow that page. And yeah, just on my Instagram page, I'm going to fix it um, so that everyone can have information because I'm really bad at updating it. I'm just so bad Here. Well, you're amazing and we love you and I will see you in 2028. (laughs) No, you're going to see me in November. If you want a ticket, I I can give you a ticket. Yeah, you're pressed. Let's
0: let's talk off camera. I love you and I wish you amazing things. Thank you, loves, for joining us on this amazing episode of AW Confidential. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of AW Confidential. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with all your friends. You can find me on awakened-woman.com or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse as Woman Awakens. I'm also on Facebook as AW Inspires. I hope you join me next time on another episode that is sure to be anything but confidential.